Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. On today's podcast, we're talking about tantrums at the campground. That is something that I think a lot of parents can relate to based on what I've heard from you on Instagram and through our conversations at the campground. This is something that makes us all feel a little bit nervous. So to help me break down how to how to tackle the tantrums at the campground, I have Sonnet Simmons Matthews and Veronica Morales Freeling. They are the hosts of the Not Your Mother's podcast, which is a phenomenal podcast. You should absolutely add it to your, your listen list. Sana is a sing- songwriter, singer, music licensor, and vocal coach in Los Angeles, and of course, she's a new mom. So when she's not, not navigating the waters of the new mom life, you can find her writing a new song for an ad or an album, and you might have actually heard of her, some of her songs before on ABC's Rising Star with Josh Groban or on an Overstock.com commercial or a Coca-Cola commercial. But becoming a mom has brought her so many new joys, and she has done such a great job of figuring out how to balance work, family, and of course, herself. All throughout all of that work. Unbelievable. And Veronica is a digital marketing service provider in Los Angeles as well, and she was very forward-thinking. She is service-oriented, and she loves creating those win-win scenarios in every single relationship. So digital marketing has really allowed her bold talents in communication, new media, marketing, operations, relationship building, and social good to really shine. Veronica is fueled by youth entrepreneurship and has actually produced a documentary called Tomorrow's Roundtable. She has also established a 501c3 nonprofit called The Little CEOs, where she provides the tools and resources necessary for kids to be able to start their own online businesses. So amazing, and I know you guys are going to get so much out of this conversation, so let's dive right in. Thank you both for joining. I am super excited to talk to you because tantrums and discipline and all the emotions that go into camping with kids can be very overwhelming. So as a mom, I'm selfishly excited to be able to pick your brain, but also I know there's plenty of other parents who are like, yes, help me with this because I've heard from other parents that this is a really big struggle. So before we dive into all of your amazing tips, I would love to hear a little bit more about what made you guys want to start helping parents with tantrums and discipline and and getting through those toddler years? Um, I'll start. Yeah. So as new moms, Veronica and I have been friends for almost 10 years now. So we were, you know, single, not married. We met at a music festival. Then we also became new moms together and we lived down the street and we would go on these walks and we would say, why isn't anybody talking about this? Why didn't anybody tell us this? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Like, every day we were trying to explore and unpack and figure things out. And we said, let's, we both came from digital marketing background. Um, I'm a singer songwriter. She's was doing real estate and we were like, how can we pivot and do something or incorporate more things that are going to help us on this journey? So we decided to start not your mother's podcast and interview guests who have 
insight as to into things that aren't being talked enough about that are not being understood in a way that we can all digest and give us actionable steps. And one of those um, people that we in that we interviewed was Brianna Kappa from South Bay Mommy and Me. And I also was taking her Mommy and Me class. And she just was like a bolt of lightning, the way that she spoke about how to work with your child and understand their needs and communicate with your child and really like the result that she was sharing that you can have with your children. And we were just entering that toddler phase and we we're like, let's collaborate with her and create something to bring this message to as many parents as we possibly can. And so we created not your uh, raising yeah. children you like. And and before that, before Sonnet went to go see her, we were in another mommy and me class and uh, for that whole year, our, our first year of parenting. And in that class, it was like, how can I get my child to, and then it was like everything about the child, like all the problems were like the kid's problem. And so when Sonnet moved and started seeing Brianna and I would go visit her, I, I just saw such a transformation in the way that Kyra was responding to her. And, and I was still like, how do I get my child to, you know, because I didn't, well, I was asking the wrong questions. Right. And like Brianna's whole framework is about, um, the parent taking the responsibility and seeing where their work is. Um, because the children is just being developmentally appropriate, but it's like, how are you showing up to that relationship? Why are you being triggered? Why is it that when you finally figure out what to say, you know, if you follow all the parenting, um, accounts on Instagram and they tell you all the scripts and all those like fun things to say, like, okay, fine. You have all the right words, but like, why am I still so upset after, you know, like, why am I still so triggered? And that, that was really like the biggest aha moment for us. And, um, and what really sets raising children apart from raising children, like apart from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And one of the things you guys say, uh, or you, you say a lot and I saw it on your Instagram and, you know, I've heard it from you before is to look for the meaning behind the behavior. And I think that that goes straight into what you were just saying about when, when my child acts out or my child says this, or my child does this. Like I saw a reel you guys posted a few days ago about my child told me that I was being mean. And, um, and I know that sometimes as a mom, like it can be hard to take that, not take that personally. And it can be hard yeah. to not, well, I'm not being mean. I'm your mother and you should listen, you know, <laughs> and it's a, it's just a like knee jerk reaction that we, we see on TV. And so of course we're also replicating it and no one, there's no handbook for motherhood and everything is different. And so I love this mindset shift of being able to look at that, that meaning behind the behavior. Well, why are they saying I'm mean? Well, in that reel that you had posted, it was specifically that they had missed you that day. And okay, I missed you too. Like, let's reconnect. What can we do that's fun? And I love that approach. And that's just one example of many, obviously, that you guys share and talk about, but um, where you can just immediately like reframe that situation and, and it diffuses everything, not only for your children, but for yourself too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was saying at the, cause this obviously is a camping podcast, but specifically at a campground, it feels like everything is magnified and you're in the public light a lot more because your everything is outside and your neighbors can hear the conversations that you're having. And so going back to that whole concept of the looking for the meaning behind the behavior and, and disciplining out in the public eye. I mean, first off, I have a couple questions about this, but first off, how does that feel for you guys? Cause I can only imagine that you're like, now everyone's going to watch me and how I talk to my kids and how I'm disciplining. I better get right every single time. Like, do you ever feel like some kind of a pressure around that? 
Only, only in front of Brianna. <laughs> she's so, she's so great. I mean, she, this is her framework. We developed raising children, like from her, like 10 years of clinical work. And so she just, it just like exudes like it all. Um, but really it's, it, that's the thing though, too. It's like with parents, like it's, it's totally unnecessary to put the pressure of perfectionism on you because it's a human relationship and you can't control anything other than your response. And even that is a a work in progress because even, you you know, you have your own needs. Like what if you had like a, like a bad night's sleep. Like right now I am so tired. My toddler didn't go to sleep till 1130 last night. And she woke up at six, like screaming at the top of her lungs and like my ears and my eyes hurt, you know? So like today I'm going to be more testy. I'm not going to get disciplining. Right. I might lose it at like 5 PM, you know, because I'm so tired. So understanding your expectations for yourself, um, that they they're fluid, right? Like it's, and that means like, being aware with where you are and also like making sure to take care of myself today. Right. Like if I'm tired, like maybe I'm going to nap with my two-year-old because like, and then just take off like half of my to-do list because when my three-year-old gets home from probably a, you know, long 10 hour day of preschool, she's might be cranky again. So if I'm also cranky and she gets home and she's cranky, it's just like, there's nobody there to diffuse it. And it, as a parent, it's my responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that because I just think that it's really important to recognize those days and recognize that not only in ourselves, but also in our kids. And then to also identify that with our kids and say, you know what, I have to apologize. I'm really tired today. And that's one of the things that my, my kids now will tell me, mommy, how can I get your energy back? And I'm like, you know what, this is a really good opportunity. (laughs) Isn't it sweet? It always melts my heart whenever they say that. And I'm like, um, besides coffee, what else can we do? You know? <laughs> no, and it's, so, it's, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I just, it's, it's such a, 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 it shows how attuned they are too. You know, so you guys are, you're modeling to them. I see that you need this. So let's meet that need. And then, you know, they're modeling that behavior back. And, um, just to like piggyback on that idea of just, kind of giving yourself that grace and lowering that bar that we all put our, that we have like so extremely high based on our friends that we see, social media we see, and uh, just bringing yourself back to that moment. And part of the work that we talk about is where do you go in that moment? So like when your child's throwing a tantrum on the campground and you're thinking, oh my gosh, all these people are hearing me. Like, do you just shut down? Do you start to yell? Do you want to retreat and run away? Like those are so, such important things to become aware of how you show up in those moments and start figuring out like, why, why am I doing it? Oh, I'm, I'm retreating again. Like, let me get back into my body. Let me get present. Let me regulate. And let me understand like, what is my child needing right now? What is the under, not like, oh my gosh, they needed a, their blue silverware, not the green one, but like, what is, you know, do they need a sense of independence? Like, you know, have they been in the car too long or do they need to like run and play and pick up sticks or whatever it might be? Like, what is that underlying need that they're having? And you can't really get there until you've brought yourself back into your body and you've addressed like, when I'm triggered, I start screaming. When I'm triggered, I, you know, my eyes get wide and I like retreat and I want to run away and I don't want, and I wish that nobody was here to hear all this happening. Um, so that's kind of also one of the first steps is just 
identifying what your body does in those moments so that you can start bringing yourself back to your body. Mm -hmm. And then for those unmet needs, we, we actually have created a ladder of needs that you can go through and say in your mind, like, are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they need connection? Do they need sensory play? Or do they need, you know, like just go through that and you can see what that underlying it's going to register in there. Okay. Oh, I see. Like I have actually been on my phone for 10 minutes and they're asking me for connection here. How can I connect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, um, and even like, because you're inevitably going to lose it in public. Right. So what do you do? Like the best thing you can do is repair the situation and take ownership of what you did or what, you know, like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Well, I realized when I was making food that you missed me and I got upset because I thought, because I was just somewhere else, I'm sorry. Like, let's, let's try again. And so even, that, that repairs it for your child. And also like, if you did care about like how the public perceived you, like then you're showing like how that sounds like to take ownership for other parents that may be listening or watching. I think that's really good. What a good point that not only do we identify ourselves first, like you were saying, Sonnet, but then after that also set an example for your kids to identify their own behavior and to, and to recognize that, oh, mommy, mommy makes mistakes too. And maybe sometimes mommy is trying to understand and I need to also try and understand and step in and like, you know, under, like look for the underlying reason, look for that ladder that you were talking about. I love that where it's like, are you hungry? Do you need this kind of activity? Do you need to just run? Do we need to do like animal yoga to get some of these wiggles out? Like, what are we going to do? And like, let's, let's break it down. Let's look at our options. But then also as you're doing that, like you were saying, you're setting an example for other parents who might be like, oh, those kids. Oh, but wow. I love how she's handling that. And I think that that that's another really good reframe in our mind as parents of like, I can do this. I can do this. And yeah, we had a meltdown, but I can still set an example. I can give myself grace and I can be that example of what it looks like to give myself grace. Mm -hmm. So another right in line with all of that, another one of the things that you guys talk about often is to teach and not punish. And I think that that is a really good time because we're teaching ourselves and teaching others without punishing ourselves and without letting other people's potential punishment that we often think is much worse than it, than it actually is, but we can also do that with our kids. So I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit more about like what that looks like to teach versus punishing. Yeah. It's really focusing on um, saying yes, more than no, you know, it's like, we forget that kids are new to the world and they don't know what expectations are unless we teach them. And so if you're saying like, no jumping on the couch, well, where can they jump? Because clearly their body is needing to move and wiggle and have these big body movements. So does that mean that we need to go outside? So it's, it's really about like creating this, a yes space for them to to say like, okay, I see that your body needs to do this. Um, why don't you try this instead? Um, and, and one of the things like that people kind of, um, when they think like, oh, children need consequences is because they, they do these movements that like are a safety concern. Like if they hit some, if they hit like their sibling, if they hit you, if they're, um, you know, they're doing something like that, but it's really about like just providing, um, 
for them to be able, like if they spit, like having them spit in a straw because they might need have some like oral fixation that they need to explore a little bit, or if they need to blow bubbles and if they're spitting, like take them outside and blow bubbles instead. And you just see that the, the behavior shifts so quickly because you're creating the opportunities for them to just continue that exploration. Yeah. A good idea. And then I would just add like understanding that it takes multiple times for your child to understand something. And, and we always hear like, oh, they're just trying to get attention or they should know better. You know, maybe you have told them. And so they should know better. And it's like, when they know better, they do better. So they're not trying to manipulate you. It's actually proven that like the brain is not capable of manipulation until around age seven. So what they're trying to do is understand like, what happens when I do this? I get a reaction from mom. Oh, that's interesting you know it's like a cause and effect experience or experiment really more than they're trying to like get away with something and so when you can understand that and reframe that and say oh when when my child is at their worst they need me the most like how can I show up here to teach them and if I've already taught them this like what a great learning experience we get to take a moment and I get to teach them again and sometimes it's not gorgeous and beautiful and they're just sitting there like oh okay yes mommy that sounds great I won't hit her I'll do that instead like (laughs) normally there is pushback and they do like melt down and all of that is so normal you know and part of that is okay I understand it's okay to be upset that you can't hit or like it's okay to be upset that we turned off the television and you're not ready to turn it off or you wanted to watch another show what can we do instead? Or let's, you know, work through those emotions, allow for the emotions. And we, you know, we, we don't, it's the behavior that we want to speak to, but the emotions are okay. And I think that also is a fuzzy gray area that gets brushed over where it's like, they got so upset, like it's not working. Well, they are allowed to get upset and you hold your firm and loving boundary without getting mad at them for being upset. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this is where the, the rule is we're going to do something else that's really fun. Television time is all done. And pretty, you know, and in time they're going to be, oh, mommy means business. Television time is done. Let's see what we can do next, you know, but Mm -hmm. it does take a little bit of time just to set that realistic expectation for yourself that it's not just like say this and then they're going to be like, okay, let's go mama. Like there's always pushback, but you're teaching them something and they're growing growing and there's resilience and you're giving them the skills for when they are upset and you're not there. They're like, okay, what do I do when I'm upset? How do I work through this? And then they become teenagers and adults and you're like winning at life. (laughs) (laughs) And and another thing too, is like when, when you're working through the ladder, because that's basically what it is, right? Like you're trying to figure out what the need is, um, when they're having this, like, um, when they're, doing behavior that's like quote unquote unacceptable or that, that you don't approve of. Um, it's really about like what, you know, that you've met the need when you, when it connects you to. So if there, if, if they were hitting and you go outside and the bubbles didn't work because, or like if they're spitting and the bubbles didn't work, then it's another need. So then you, you kind of, you have to do like another shift, like, okay, well, that wasn't it. So what are they tired? It, look at the clock. It did, did we miss snack time? You know, it's like, it's really about moving up and down the ladder and just trying things until it's till it's the behavior stops. And that's when, you know, you've met the need. Staying regulated so, while you do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, and that can be really challenging, but I think really that we're adults, so we should be able to maybe self-regulate a little bit better than they can at their, at their sweet little age of two and three. So where can we find this ladder? First of all, 
Uh, well, we touch on it here and there um, on our Instagram. So you can kind of get like some basic framework for it there. And then in our two-part course that we just launched, um, it, you'll, we get go into detail, like exactly what, what each part of the ladder is, how to show up um, in that and in response to any of those unmet needs, what to do, how to do it. Um, and we also have a workshop that kind of dives into this. If you just want to start with that and it's called decoding the tantrum and we go through the eight, uh, we give you eight tantrum soothers, the seven reasons why your child is having a tantrum. And then we give you two regulating soothers for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. oh, I love yeah. That. Our, our entire program is built off of the ladder because it's truly, once you understand the underlying meaning behind the behavior and the framework is like everything that we build on top of that just falls seamlessly into it because everything else is like, we give you, we do give you scripts. We do give you, um, like acronyms to remember and techniques to do for yourself and for, for them. But it's really, truly about working the ladder and not to overlook it, not to try to say like, Oh, I need to do this. And then I can do everything else. It's like the ladder is the work because that's what really keeps you in tuned with your child. And as much as we like scripts and all those things, like we don't want you to rely on them because your child is your child. It's a, he's a, it's a human. Like they're going, they're going to have their opinions. They're going to do different things. Like you can't compare them to anybody else and how scripts work and how they don't work. Like eventually they're going to stop working and then what, you know, it's like, you really do have to understand the meaning behind their behavior. I love that. It's so much more than like, it, it feels a lot less mechanical that way. And it's a lot more just ingrained and in deepening that relationship with your, with your child and getting to know them a lot better. So that's beautiful. And I love it. And I love what you guys are doing. Um, so let it, I'm going to put all of these links to your Instagram, to the course, to the workshop, everything in the show notes, of course, but, um, why don't you just say the name of your Instagram handle? Because that's like, that's probably the first place people are going to go to right now to go and look and find you raising children. You like, I love it. I love that name. That's why I wanted you to say it. I think it's so raising good. Children <laughs> you like, yeah. Yes. I think it's so good. And it's really, especially in these e early years of life that can be the most, it can, I don't know, because I actually, that's where I am. So I can't even say it's the most challenging because I haven't been through the rest yet, but it is a challenging time, especially decoding those behaviors and those feelings and all the emotions. And when they can't really properly express themselves, like you guys do such a good job. And I love following your account because of it. And I love all the, all the content you guys put out that's paid as well, just because it's such a great way to decode all of that. So thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for having us. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yeah. So we'll continue to stay connected on Instagram and through all the different things. So definitely go check those show notes because you're going to have a lot of really good tips there. I absolutely love talking to Sana and Veronica. They're amazing, amazing mothers and entrepreneurs, and they have the best advice to tell and to share with us. So I'm so glad that they came on today. Just a quick recap. These are the three things that really stood out to me. First off, look for the meaning behind the behavior. It's so good not only for us to look at why our kids are behaving this in a certain way on that ladder that they talked about, but also why are we behaving that way? Sometimes I get hangry too. <laughs> and maybe we also need to go up and down that ladder and just say, am I well rested? Am I well fed? Is there something else I'd rather be doing right now? I also love the concept of teaching and not punishing. It's such an important reframe, especially as we think about discipline, where 
we're supposed to be teaching our kids how to be humans in this world and not punishing them for their natural instincts. As Sonnet had said, there's they're not master manipulators as we often call them or think about them. Some people do anyway. I don't know about you. But sometimes I've heard that, that our kids are master manipulators. And I love that she pointed out that the brain doesn't know how to manipulate yet. They're really just looking at the cause and effect. And so it's up to us to teach and not punish. The other thing that they talked about is really making that connection and identifying how everyone is feeling and then correcting the behavior. So showing empathy, it's so, so important. And I know that as we reframe this, we're gonna be able to maybe not diffuse all of the arguments and have the perfect disciplinary tactics, of course, but we're gonna be taking one step forward towards being better moms and feeling more confident in our roles as mothers, not only at the campground, but also when we're packing up the trailer, when we're coming home and all those moments in between. So I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. If you did, absolutely go and check out their Instagram channel, Raising Children You Like. I love that name. And of course, go look at the show notes and you're going to have links to those workshops and those programs that they talked about. They are so good. I have looked at them. I've gone through them myself. And I so I can truly, truly attest to them. They are absolutely so helpful in this crazy journey called motherhood. So I hope that you got so much out of those this podcast, and you're going to continue to get so much out of those resources. Happy camping.